Hi, this is Deborah Christofferson. I play Sue Blevins on 911. You're listening to Fandom Family Chats. Welcome back to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Tiffany. I'm Eve. I'm Bethany. And tonight we are talking 911 and 911 Lone Star. 911 was pretty intense this episode. I loved it. It was insane. We had like two completely different worlds almost in 911. Yeah, it was interesting because it was a what life would have been like if Buck had never been a firefighter. But I don't feel like it was truly following that um that theme because we find out a little later that his brother Daniel is still alive. So I don't see how Daniel would still be alive had he chosen to not be a firefighter. That didn't track. So I wasn't quite sure what exactly they were shooting for. Could it be what his life would have been like if their plans had succeeded and they were able to save Daniel's life and the how the course of his life changed from that event leading to other things? Or probably just a dream state. Like, you know, this is what, this like this is the family that Buck had always wanted. So that's what he was dreaming about. Like just the opposite of reality and just in every way that they could find. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, his relationship with his parents in Dream World was a lot different than his real life relationship because he always felt that there was something between them that all stemmed from Daniel's death. And if Daniel didn't die, then that relationship would have built been built differently. But then again, we see all the differences that would have happened. I mean, obviously, Daniel living would have been really good for their family, but you see everything else that happened that was different. We uh, saw Doug. <laughs> Did anyone else's heart stop when they saw Doug? I was like, oh God, not this creep again. That was terrifying. I mean, I love seeing Jennifer Love Hewitt working with her husband, but seeing Doug, the character, oh, I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely man, but his character is terrible. <laughs> yeah that's true that just means he's a really good actor he's good at what he does that's how i measure a good actor by how much i dislike their character so right <laughs> he is really good <laughs> oh does but anybody yeah. else see buck as a teacher that was weird i mean he had like the sweater made him look like a teacher but i think he himself was like i never made it to the classroom that makes sense like and based on the cards that, you know, they were showing him from his students, like he's like an elementary teacher, like, I don't know, maybe first or second grade or something. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I mean, Buck likes kids, but I mean, I don't see him teaching young children. Mm-mm. Seems like an odd career choice, even for an alternate universe. Yeah, it almost seemed like it was you know, white picket fences and and seemingly perfect universe, you know, and and what would that be? Oh, well, helping children. What's better than helping children? How would he do that? Maybe he's a teacher, you know, and on the surface, and then you get deeper into the dream and you realize, you know, things just aren't, as he realizes along the dream as well, he sees all of the, you know, the airplane and the Ferris wheel where that significant 
uh, plot line with Christopher and the tidal wave happened. And, you know, so you start to realize like, hey, maybe it's seemingly perfect, but it's not really perfect. But I just, I love that it's a wonderful life feel to it. Like when he sees Chimney, he's like, I'm Clarence. Like, oh, like my mom's absolute favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Like she's a huge fan of Jimmy Stewart. So it was like so nostalgic and so uh, sentimental to see this episode. And I mean, a lot of shows have done, you know, their own variation of It's a Wonderful Life, a nod to it. But to see 911 do it, it was incredible. I mean, my mom and I were just in tears tears i mean just holding each other in tears when we saw this episode <laughs> so yeah it was pretty crazy to see that it was it just interesting how you know buck was able to convince dream world chim so easily he's just like i know why they call you chimney and i'm like i don't i'd love to know <laughs> is is this going to forever be a running joke on 911? Like how it's a funny story how Chim got his name and they're never going to share? Wait, have they never said it in a previous episode? I was trying to remember that. I don't think they have. Like, I think they've started telling the story and then like they always get stopped. So I wonder if the writers just don't have a good reason as to why that's his name and they're kind of stalling while they come up with a good story. So I don't know why I was thinking that they had said it in a previous season and then I stopped to think about it and I couldn't remember what it was. I thought I just forgot, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a reoccurring joke. Well, like in that 70s show, they never say where Fez is from. And it's like the reoccurring joke. Like even in that 90s show, they reference it like, well, he's from, and then suddenly something happens that interrupts them. So like, maybe it's just like an, a long, a long-term joke. I don't know. Now I want to go back and find out. <laughs> yeah, I really need to know. But then, like, he calls over Hen, and he's just like, I'm telling you, he just, like, he's crazy, but he just sucks you in with the, the crazy. <laughs> I love it. Because you're imagining them, like, they think it's real life. So it's like, that's how Hen and Chin would probably react in real life to it, you know? <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, that's that's another thing I thought was interesting about this alternate universe was even though it was so alternate, everyone was still pretty much their their typical selves, except you know Bobby, who we'll get into in a little bit. But you know, Hen and Chim, they were the exact same kind of people that they've always been. So I was like, if they're really going for, you know, alternate universe, I mean, they didn't quite make it terribly alternate. Except for the fact they didn't know Buck. I mean, m maybe that was the whole purpose. Maybe. Maybe they were just like the rock that he needed, you know, he needed a friend. Or maybe it was Buck's life that was an alternate, not necessarily everyone i don't know they did kind of make a joke about that too about well hen was pretty much the same you know? i felt hen was more of a clearance than um chim was because she was the one who was like hey i think that this is all just happening in your head and i was like yeah that's <laughs> what an alternate universe is well yeah she was the one that like realized what was happening in his mind and of course because it's in his mind that was 
him starting to realize, okay, maybe this is not real. He's seen enough people in comas. He's seen enough, uh, you know, situations where he's been on the other side to kind of put it together. Like maybe, you know, that's why he starts looking, okay, what happens? Can someone have a dream coma? What does that feel like? What does that look like? He's starting to ask these questions because he's thinking something's just not quite right here. Maybe this is not real, you know? maybe this is a dream I love how he was suddenly reacting to everybody too as soon as he because at first he was just like okay I'm gonna sit on the couch and I'm gonna drink a beer with you know my brother and my dad and then by the end of the episode he's like you're not real you're not real I'm leaving because you're not real and none of this is real I was like how many times is he going to say this isn't real in like one sentence he was he was going he was going to try to see how many times he could he was counting no <laughs> and i love how he looked at christopher and he was like okay i can't help you right now because you're not real and i need to go i will forever feel terrible about that one i know that and the a cold play song playing in the background like you just all you need is a cold play song as your background and you know tears are going to be shed you know and then you see you see Christopher and he's like you're not real and it's hard to hear that because you're thinking you know Buck and Christopher have that special connection and at that moment then you know that he's determined to get back to his real life because he would die for Christopher so to have to resist that and keep moving forward you know it's just like so significant you know and then, of course, that's when he sees his parents, which was another attempt to keep him in the dream world, which he had to resist, too. And it was just so sweet to see that moment in, in that those moments that he had with his parents and what he had to say to them and that healing and that resolution that he had. And, and even though they're trying to get him to stay, he knows that he wants to repair things with his parents. And the only way to do that is go into real life. And he just wrapped his arms around them and, and hugged them. And my mom and I were watching this together and she just said, I'm going to cry. And that scene was just so beautiful. We just, that we just burst out crying. We had to pause it <laughs> and, and just experience that scene. It was just so beautiful and so sentimental. And just to see all of that, uh, it was just incredible. I was like, oh, this episode <laughs> was insane. So we just, it, it was, it meant a lot to us to see that. Um, I do want to touch on one thing really quick, which is Bobby or alternate universe Bobby, who um, th it was a little confusing because in this alternate universe, he's dead. And we find out it's because Buck essentially wasn't around to save him. So I was just a little confused about like, obviously, it was a creative choice for some reason but it was interesting how they chose to make chim and hen you know their tip their usual selves but then they chose to make bobby this completely you know angry at the world uh person which i guess if he succumbed to you know his alcoholism that would make sense that just I was really confused with the whole Bobby storyline completely because he was dead, I said. So 
why was he there? Like, why it would have been there. <laughs> it would have been an interesting enough storyline if they said Bobby Nash is dead, and then that was it, and then there was no Bobby in that alternate universe. But then he was there. So, like, was he alternate universe Buck's conscience or something? Like, I really didn't understand that. I think it kind of showed. Uh, it, it's twofold. One, it showed how much Bobby means to Buck and how much of a, a guiding light uh, Bobby is to Buck. But obviously, as we found out that Buck had a huge impact on on Bobby's life, and to see, I think that uh, Bobby would have been how real world Bobby was if Buck wasn't in there. Obviously, that was the point they were trying to say. Uh, they did acknowledge it they're like you can stay here forever obviously even in this world you can't bring back the dead so it was the afterlife he made a joke like it's you the afterlife me in your fantasy in your dream uh so yeah it was like you know an imaginary ghost like it, it wasn't just a ghost it was like a dream ghost <laughs> so leave it to 911 to create dream ghosts but I think that's what it showed because I mean Bobby was at such a a low point in his life he had gone through so much tragedy and you know he's come into the light you know he has a, a a family now and he probably never would have married Athena if Buck wasn't there so it just went to show you that even though in that dream he was dead it still gives you an opportunity to see how far uh Bobby was prior to his death like how bad things got without buck in his life which led ultimately to that death if if buck hadn't come into his life and helped him start you know going on the right path and you know healing and resolution versus you know destruction and ultimately perishing so but yeah i mean dream dream ghosts are a thing now i guess i don't know <laughs> i've never had a dream ghost now i really want one <laughs> Oh. I don't want Dream Ghost Bobby though. He was highly unpleasant. Oh. He really was. Yeah. It was all of the darkness and all the hurt that he never got a chance to heal from and work through. So it makes us appreciate real world Bobby that much more <laughs> to see how far he's come and what a good place he's in. Even 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 with everything else that's going on and and, and in the dark places that he still finds himself in. I thought something else that I thought was I don't want to say interesting but I guess really lovely to see was you know Buck is in this dream world where you know he has this great relationship with his parents and in the real world like his relationship with his parents seems to be getting exponentially better like overnight I know on the last podcast we talked about how surprisingly pleasant they were on their visit and it continued into this visit. And I was like, this is really nice to see that his parents are like around and they care. And I was really expecting them to blame the job on the fact that their son was in the hospital, but they didn't go that direction at all. So I was like, good job, Buckley's. I, you can stay. You're growing. <laughs> you're growing as parents you can do this oh yeah it was <laughs> your children are completely grown <laughs> better late than never yeah 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, then, did they make a comment about that? Jim mentioned something about, well, I guess it's easier to worry about your child when you're in the same room because of everything that Buck has been through. There's so many times that they just stayed away, you know, and of course, during those times, we didn't realize, you know, all of every detail of the situation, even Buck didn't realize, you know, why there was something between him and his parents, where those walls, what those walls were. And they made a comment like, wow, you know, they're here now, they're hands on, they're experiencing it and they're able to experience it and react to that more. So maybe that's what it is. They're, they're starting to warm up. They're starting to get closer. And then being there in person, is just really, really getting there. I'm, I'm glad to see that. I really, really am glad to see that because you want them to be that happy family. You want to see those, those bridges mended. You know, It was a really rough one for the Buckleys though. I mean, starting with the who was it who showed up at um maddie's door was what i didn't even recognize who it was, was i cringed and purposely didn't look because i knew bad news was coming and i didn't want to see it <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> and then when maddie and then like maddie was like which one i was like this poor woman she has her brother and her boyfriend you know father of her child you know on the same shift same team and she's just like oh which one I'm like this poor woman it's not going to go well either way no like you're going to be sad either way it doesn't really matter which one it speaking of classic movies you know it, was, it reminds us of it's a wonderful life uh, that line reminded me of the fighting Sullivan's which was a movie it's a real real life story of five brothers the Sullivan brothers and they all served on the same uh, ship and they fought in the war. And when the ship went down, all five of them unfortunately perished. And so there's a scene in the movie when they come to the parents to let them know and, and they know what's happening. And the mother asks which one. And it was heartbreaking because they had to say all of them, you know, it was all of them. And oh, to see that. So when they, when Maddie says which one, like instantly, like all of the thoughts and feelings of what those parents were going through knowing that that was a real life story and then seeing that happen to you know maddie experiencing a depiction of that you know it was just hard because it's you know things like that happen in real life and it's tough to to think about that so it reminded me of that theme which was not fun it was nice to see everybody gathered together in the hospital though for i mean like everybody was there for him even jim's brother what's his name oh my gosh <laughs> I was gonna say Arthur. Albert. Albert, there we go. <laughs> this is Alfie, and I'm like, that's not right. I wanted to say Henry. I was like, wait, that can't be right. I always think of him from the librarians because he was in the librarians. And so every time I see him, I always think of that. It's like, oh gosh, it's not <laughs> it's Albert. Oh, when Christopher went in to talk to him. That was oh, so sweet. My goodness. I love okay, so Christopher's my favorite character because he's Christopher. But outside of that, uh, Buck is definitely one of my favorite characters. I love the relationship that they have together, Buck, Christopher, and of course, you know, because Eddie and, and Buck are such, you know, they're brothers. And so to see that, oh my goodness, and it, it was, ouch, <laughs> you know, such a sweet and tender moment. I think that storyline with the tidal wave with Buck and Christopher, like that stuck out so much in this whole whole series because of Christopher because of their relationship and then that scene of of Christopher 
at Buck's bedside just was a callback to all of those same feelings and all of those emotions. And here you are later and Christopher's a little bit older now, but it's still that same relationship. And to see him, oh my goodness, it just, yes, this was not a dry eye episode. It just was not. I liked when Athena was yelling at him. Oh, I know. (laughs) I literally thought he was going to wake up in that moment. I was like, okay, here comes Athena. She's going to say, this is what's going on. You're going to wake up. And I thought he was literally just going to wake up in that moment. I was like, wow, it took Athena to get him out of that coma. (laughs) I mean, personally, if I was in a coma and Athena yelled at me to wake up, I'd probably wake up screaming, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Pretty much. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, she's royalty in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta listen. You know, I literally thought he was going to wake up. I, I was so surprised, you know, it just, it was, it was very, very good though, to see, you know, how everyone just came together for him and in their own way. Uh, some were just kind of standing back like Bobby he probably didn't say much he was just sitting there praying Athena's like okay you're gonna get out of it you know each one in their own way dealing with this and not knowing what's gonna happen it just was heart-wrenching um I love how um you know Bobby and Buck you know were catching up at the end and he was just like oh so how was I in the stream world and I'm like oh God, can we not get into that, please? And he's just like, you were just same old Bobby. And I said, okay, good. We can, we can leave it there. Just no more than that. I think it was, it, he didn't want to have to say, well, you were dead, but he could sincerely say you guided me because he did. It just wasn't in the way that you would have thought or he would have thought. <laughs> you know? But that's when he realized like, no, you're, you know, this world was so much better. He said, hey, you know, why would you leave a world that you can fix everything? This world was better. And you know, it's because it would have been living in a world without Bobby. And no matter what universe you're in, he was never going to want to live in a world without Bobby. It just, oh, and Bobby not realizing that's exactly what Buck is saying to him. It's just, oh my goodness. It was was heartwarming. I'm just glad it ended well, because I I was going to be really mad. And I, I'd like to say I would have had to stop watching the show, but that wasn't going to happen. So I would have had to write a very um, not nicely worded uh, letter. It's true. We would have rioted. <laughs> yes. And, and you just that whole scene where he wakes up, because I think by the time they were doing the dream world sequence, I was thinking, OK, he's going to wake up because it reminded me of TK, you know, last season when he almost died, when he had hypothermia. He had that dream world sequence and he woke up. And so now this is Buck's turn. You know, okay, TK fought back. Buck is going to fight back. But uh, it, it, when it ended, the cliffhanger, when he gets struck by lightning, I thought for a second, I'm going to go on the internet and see, like, is he actually leaving this show? There's no way they're going to kill him off, but I couldn't see how they were going to get him out of that situation alive. Uh, so I, I literally... <laughs> wanted to look at that uh, but again just to see him when he takes that first breath you know they take him off the ventilator and everyone is holding their own breath 
you know, his parents and Maddie there. And, and then again, that Coldplay song. Oh my goodness. And it just, it started playing when he took that first breath and he left into the room back to his family. It just, I, the, the emotions and just the intensity was just amazing. Oh, it definitely was a truly amazing episode. And Buck is finally going to get his couch. So happy <laughs> all around. Happiness all around. He's I love how I love how it's a running joke that he doesn't have a couch. And Maddie's like, oh nope, don't get into that. It's a whole story. <laughs> exactly. I love it. It was meant to be. It was waiting just for his parents to resolve that for him. <laughs> but I, I just loved how Buck was just sitting back, smiling, watching his mom babble on about how she's getting him a couch and I need to find the tape measure and you need a nice rug to pull this together and he's just sitting there with this big dopey grin on his face like you know this is this is all I wanted yes somewhat normal mother who comes in and won't leave me alone and wants to decorate my apartment with each word she was all he was hearing was I love you I love you (laughs) it's like so sweet he's like I love you too mom oh it, it was beautiful. Like he he got that glimpse of just a normal relationship that they were just deprived from for so many years. And it's pretty clear that the whole secret about Daniel is what, you know, was getting in the way of them having that relationship. So why that had to be a secret for so many years, I, I don't really understand, but I'm glad it got them to this point, finally. Absolutely. They didn't realize that in their grief of losing one son, they were losing the other son and they couldn't see that until now they can get the one back that they still have. Speaking of which, I'm loving the direction things are going with Chim and his dad. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to say because Chim was pretty set on sending his, you know, dad on home and having nothing to do with him. I'm not a fan of him, but he's growing on me a little bit. Clutching him with G is so cute. She loves him so much. What did she call him? Pop Pop is funny or something? Yeah. I was like, that child needs to say more words all the time because she's so freaking cute. Yes, we need more G. We need more of her. No, is the woman with his dad, his stepmom that's his stepmom and um albert and she's albert's mother right is albert's his half brother oh that right that's probably correct i don't remember for sure either way but that actually makes a lot of sense yeah i think so which is probably why albert was a little bit more receptive to to the father because you know he had that information from his mom that jim didn't have yeah, I like that conversation too with Chim and his stepmother, where mm-hmm. she was basically saying he's not a t- he's not a terrible man. He's just you know a proud man, and he's ashamed. And I'm sitting there thinking, probably the same thing Chim was was yeah, of course he's ashamed because he just deserted his kid. But then I but th- then like I gave the man a tiny bit more credit when, when she took that conversation a little further so I was like okay I can start to not dislike you 
but I need to see a lot more from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a lot of making up to do to Chim, honestly. But it seems like Chim is open to it. You know, he even invited them to stay longer. So hopefully we get to see more of that develop also. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him staying around, you know, building a relationship, not only with G, but an actual relationship with Chim. That would be awesome. That'd be so cool to see that mended. Mm-hmm. Especially after all these years. <laughs> after after everything, you know. The relationship that I really love on the show is May and Bobby. They just have such a really cool connection together. I don't know why, but I love when they just sit and have conversations together. And like she just brought him a sandwich and she's like, eat it. <laughs> And he's like, like, I know you're not going to feed yourself. You're not going to take care of yourself. Eat it. And he was like, I, you know who you remind me of? She's like, don't even start. Like, <laughs> just proving his point, but okay. <laughs> if I didn't know, if I didn't know any better, like if I was just walking into this episode, had never seen an episode of 911, I would never guess that, you know, it's a you know stepdad stepdaughter relationship like they are truly father and daughter they truly are and because may's dad is not you know he he, he's around for her but he's not physically there he lives in another place and you know the horrible thing that happened you know to to bobby's first family and and to losing his children it's just so beautiful to see that resolution of you know he has a daughter again he's a father he has a daughter he has a son you know and and to be able to see that it's very healing you know for him you can see that and, and and she knows that he needs that and that's why she she did what she did made him the sandwich and could recognize what he was going through, how he felt about Buck. She said, hey, you know, mom brought two kids to the marriage. You brought one, meaning Buck. And so she could recognize that and, and how much, you know, Bobby is able to care for the people that he loves and how important they are to him. And it, it's just beautiful to see someone take care of Bobby now because he's over there taking care of everybody else because he doesn't want to lose the people he loves again he wants to keep them safe i like that someone's taking care of bobby since he is always always taking care of everybody else absolutely next week looks really troubling for bobby unfortunately <sighs> yes so it looks like bobby is very determined to find the truth out as to what happens it's gonna be kind of scary and uh you know obviously uh, seeing that things just go a little bit too far with fire and just things kind of very scary so um, you know we don't want it to go that far I mean we want justice but we don't want that <laughs> you know no no we do not so it's gonna be a very interesting episode who would blame a fire on the fire it reminds me of of what owen had to go through you know with, with billy and owen so it's like okay this is happening again now but on the other side you know it's 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 crazy to think that you know that why would a firefighter start a fire and i remember you know owen went through through that also and it's it, but it's just not fun to even see that start you know 
even if as, it doesn't end well. Hopefully it does. As upsetting as the storyline is, you know, obviously I don't like seeing Bobby upset. It makes me upset. But as difficult as the storyline is, I'm really enjoying it. Like this is a good storyline. Like it's a decent, you know, mystery. Well, it's much better than uh, Owen's uh, stint undercover. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the storyline. Like I really, it's interesting. It's interesting and it makes sense. Like these are the storylines that we're supposed to be doing. Um, but I'm really interested to see where it goes because I have my theories, but it's like at this point it could go in any direction. So I can't wait to see what happens. Well, that was about all of number one this week. It was mostly just, you know, Buck and his mostly just tears. alternate universe. Oh. oh, yes. It's a wonderful life. It was Buck in it's a wonderful life you got to see that happen it was so sweet you know I, I love that scene. He's like jimmy stewart standing on the bridge please god let me live again and then suddenly he just breathes and coldplay starts playing so <laughs> this was an episode of all episodes <laughs> we're already on episode eight of lone star wow I can't believe that. how is it episode eight already i have no idea I didn't realize we were so far into the season. Wow. Oh, that makes me sad. It makes me feel like the season's almost over. I guess this is what happens when we don't take random long breaks and like when shows are just getting underway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Chicago, one Chicago needs to take note. Like this, no breaks. We don't need those two episodes and then a three-week break nonsense. Mm -mm. That's horrifying guys poor tk and carlos they're they, finally getting to plan their wedding but not really not quite this okay it was frustrating i enjoyed it it was so funny like i could not stop laughing and every time they went to a different scene as much as i loved seeing marjan back i was like can we get back to the wedding stuff because like this marjan stuff is sad and i, I need the funny you know parents planning the wedding yeah we've been like so full of humor the last few episodes well you know other than that cia dying you know they kind of just raised over that they're pretty good about covering up the deep stuff with humor so <laughs> it's easy to have a funny episode in the midst of some pretty dark stuff i loved how they go to carlos's mother and she's sitting there and it's very godfather and i'm like go with it if you get the opportunity to use that classic line from the godfather you 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 have to absolutely it's like i feel like that was on her bucket list like check <laughs> but of course his secret weapon ended up you know just adding fuel to the fire true that stupid taste yeah. test they, they created like a, a mega monster with both of the parents together. And both of them are like, great, what have we done? I know. It's like, okay, this totally backfired. This is not what we were trying to do. Like, we want you to help, but not like this. You're helping the wrong way. And she's like, hey, Owen's got onto something here. It's like, no, wait, that's not what we're trying to say. 
What is a monk fruit cake? Because that sounds kind of gross to me. Wait, what, what was it called again? It was monk like fruit and fruit and turnips. Like, so I've bought monk fruit sweetener before, like just as a sugar alternative. Um, and it wasn't that bad. Depends on what you put it in. It was okay. Then I hear that it's dangerous now. Like there's some sort of uh, one of the all uh, ingredients in one of the sweeteners is like dangerous. And I haven't read enough about it to like, you know, say anything about it either way. But it just was kind of scary. I'm like uh yeah I don't think so <laughs> maybe they shouldn't put that in their wedding cake because poor TK has already had as Iris puts it too many comas oh my goodness I know so I like, like I said I I think it's still so early you know to comment on it either way but people were just finding that things were happening and I'm like oh my goodness like that's scary let's not eat the thing that can hurt us <laughs> you know? But I definitely don't think I would choose that over a regular cake with sugar. Mm -mm. You would totally be able to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, side by side, absolutely. I can't imagine like just yeah. a, a vanilla cake like that tasting identical. Uh, yeah. Maybe some other. I made a cheesecake with it though, and it actually wasn't that bad. But I've made cheesecake with other kinds of um, sugar alternatives. And so I think in comparison to those, it wasn't that bad, but maybe comparison to like regular cheesecake, you might be able to taste it side by side, but it wasn't something that I would not eat. Like I ate it, <laughs> you know, but I, I think side by side with a real sugar vanilla buttercream cake, like, yeah, you're going to tell the difference. This is not, that's not going to fly, you know? Yeah. I, I like their visits to the florist. is <laughs> like, there's flower arches, four of them, four. <laughs> doesn't like a flower arch me i don't like a flower arch oh you mean the guy who's getting married okay no they're not important they're just they're just there to have a wedding you know <laughs> the flowers just, all that's more important <laughs> they're just the grooms you know i mean not important don't ask them what they want first but I love how, like, TK's in the middle of, you know, completely blowing up at Owen. And Owen's just, you know, he's Owen. Yeah. He's just st standing there looking all confused. Like, how'd he get to this? Like, why is he yelling at me? coming from? <laughs> like, this is coming from nowhere. I'm so great at planning weddings. Poor Owen. This isn't his season. <laughs> he's just not doing so great. It's just not. I'm telling you, he needs supervision. He cannot do anything without supervision. And the supervision can't be Andrea because she wasn't helpful. I did like her little talk with Owen, though. I love that. That calm them both down a little bit. I did love that. That was really sweet, what she said. It was. I can't imagine her and Carlos not being close. Just like knowing them the relationship they have now it's hard to just imagine them not being close like that yeah it was interesting it, it was definitely interesting to hear that story from her because it's not something I would have guessed fr from either of his parents maybe his father just because you know he's a rough rough and tough Texas man mm -hmm. um, but still you know obviously they love their son so 
know, it was nice to see that uh, that chat. You know, I really do wish we could get backstories on everyone on Lone Star, just like they do on 911. I don't know why they haven't done it. They did it for Grace and Judd. They did have like they've given us stuff. That was cool. Yeah, Grace and Judd are my favorite. Like, I want to hang out with Grace. Grace and Tommy, like, let's just go get coffee or something like that. Like, I don't know. I was like, I, I'm in Texas. Let's do this. Oh, dang it. Y'all aren't real. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I need Grace to be a real life person. You know, she's really good friends with um, uh, Lauren North in real life. Uh, sister of Austin North from Outer Banks. Like, they're really good friends. I was just scrolling on Instagram and I'm like, hey, that looks like Grace. And then I look back and it was uh, Lauren's wedding. And there was just Sierra McClain just hanging out there with her sisters at the table at their wedding. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's real. Like, I need to know these people in real life. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> it was cool. We already got Marjan back this week. I thought it was going to be like weeks till we saw her again. So I was really excited to see her. Although I'm not a fan of this storyline she's involved in now. A couple of weeks without her was, were long enough. So I was not willing to go another week without her. Mm -mm. This was a rather confusing couple. I mean, I get, you know, this woman was being abused and, you know, it tends to you know, look, it, it tends to, you know, not look quite right from the outside. But still, I'm like, this is an interesting way to interact with someone who you're scared enough of that you're leaving a note on someone's motorcycle saying, help, he's going to kill me. It was pretty deep, pretty crazy. And I it was I felt kind of bad for, you know, the trucker that was trying to help. You know, she seemed like you know, she, from experience, was very, you know, compassionate towards this situation. And, and she seemed so sweet to be able to lend a hand and, and rescue her. And, you know, so when she drove away and, you know, what happened happened, she was still standing there. It just, I felt, I mean, there's so many reasons why that scene was so heart-wrenching, you know, to just see her standing there and thinking, oh, she didn't leave, you know, she stayed in the situation. And, and how horrible that was and I think I think Marjan's face just kind of said it all you know because we all were thinking man you know the teamwork Marjan and she got this she did it and never mind you know it was, it was I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be that easy because like I looked at it and I checked I was like we still have a lot of minutes left on this episode like I don't think I don't think she's getting on that truck and you know riding up into the sunset just yet I was still disappointed I, when the truck pulled away and she was standing there. I was like, I knew that was coming, but it, it's still very disappointing. No, I didn't see that coming, unfortunately. I thought for sure she got in that truck. I was like, yes, she got away. My heart literally dropped when I saw her standing there. No, what are you doing? Like, get on the truck. Get on the truck. I think I get it. I've had a friend that was in a very similar situation and she stayed for many, many years, way longer than she should have. It's hard. When you're in the situation yourself, it's really hard to get out. And I think that was probably part of the message that they were trying to say too. You know, I'm sure there's viewers out there that could relate to it. And 
and to make people realize that hey uh, on our side watching just sitting down and watching this episode oh great here you go here's a way out let's do this uh, but you realize the complexities you know that there's so much more you know to what they feel is going on you know it's just it's it's a really tragic situation and how many times that's happened in real life they were able to portray that in this episode uh, luckily though marjan is not the giving up type so she followed that rv that was cool like seeing there here here comes the motorcycle like you're you're watching the rv going and then boom there's marjan so you knew that she wasn't just gonna let it go that's not where the story ended you knew she was gonna do something you just didn't know what <laughs> i was confused for a second when they stopped at the gas station and i saw her motorcycle sitting there i'm like what's going on and then when she started filming i'm like oh. okay that's what happened got it <laughs> In true Marjan fashion, she's got her phone out. That's true. I was thinking that like that was classic Marjan with her phone ready to go. <laughs> I was like, I know how this goes. I'm gonna record this whole thing. Yeah, it's I mean, you know, she's when she said, Oh, I'm on Insta too. I mean, I don't think they quite realized the depth of what she meant. Like she's a full-on influencer. So it was cool to see her u- utilize like her phone. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if she was live streaming on, or whatever. She just taking video of it. But the fact that it's like, okay, she's going to do what she does best. And she's going to use her tools, you know, to take down this bad guy. And so it was pretty cool to see that. Was anyone else like cheering when Marjan just took this guy down? Like it was nothing. Like she just flipped him over like he was a sack of flour true she was motivated <laughs> i liked her little comment after she beat him in the face with the fire extinguisher told you that would come in handy fire, it sure extinguishers, fire extinguishers save lives people always keep one around that's true <laughs> she's a fireman with a fire extinguisher so there you go <laughs> saving lives rescuing people <laughs> i felt bad for kylie though she's what'd she say the She's already talked to the police multiple times and no one would do anything for her. Why didn't she find Carlos? Oh no, she probably wasn't in Texas. They were on the road. That's right. Never mind. <laughs> she should have gone to Austin, found Carlos, and then gotten the help she needed. <laughs> but I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, you know, they had that video and that she was able to get help, you know, and, and didn't just continue on. They were able to finally believe her. In the previews, so it looks like maybe maybe uh, he gets out on bail. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out when I saw the previews. I'm thinking, wow, that was too easy for him to be out on the loose again. It mm-hmm. just, um, I think that's what I'm most curious about to see the part of the episode that explains why he's not behind bars. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more intrigued about that. I mean, obviously, what's going on with Marjan, but. Again, I haven't heard anything about her leaving the show, so I'm thinking it's going to come out okay. It, as intense and as crazy as it is, um, Marjan's going to be Marjan. She's going to get out of it. I think I'm more perplexed by how is he not in a jail cell in that moment? What happened? You know. Unfortunately, I feel like in these domestic violence situations, it's unfortunately very easy for them to get out as 
just that quickly. I don't think that's uncommon at all. Wow. That's really just ridiculous. I mean, it's sickening and I I don't understand why, but for some reason it's just easy enough for them to get right out. Wow. Especially when they're looking into the the fact that this has been going on so long and just now she's saying something, which let's start learning about what abuse looks like and like how it works because just because they don't say something for a long, long time doesn't mean it's not bad. Um, I was amused by the intense um, rescue they had this week. I I saw it on the previews and I was like, uh, how is the car going to get up there? Like, how are they going to figure that out? And I'm still confused as to how the car got up there. Like, I feel like I blinked and the car was 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 up the, the pole. I'm like, how did it get there? I noticed you could see through the front windshields, like the, the wires uh, coming out of the telephone pole. And I noticed, I'm like, oh yeah, look at the wires. They're like right in view because I like the big yellow piping or whatever on it. Um, I didn't think it was going to be a plot point because I missed that scene in the previews. Um, I think they purposely don't show you because they want it to be a surprise where they landed because he said we flew up off the road or however he worded it that even grace was like okay repeat that for me you know you're i think you're supposed to not know until they show you but i guess what happened is that he hit he put his foot on the gas so hard that he went straight immediately in front of him were the wires that he just literally drove up it if he was going fast enough, which I was thinking the weight of the car would break it, but he said it was a guide wire, which I know is like insanely strong. Um, so maybe that's what was holding him up. He just, you know, was like a um a tightrope walker, you know, <laughs> but a car. And I guess that that's why he was being held up. And somehow he must have gotten stuck somewhere that he stayed in place and didn't just roll back down and maybe that's how he stayed up there but yeah that wasn't that was intense that was crazy I love how they you know you know they rescued both of them and that poor man he had a he's he still had the same medical emergency he had that essentially caused this accident so they saved both of these guys and then the kid is still like hey can I still get my permit I'm like if I was 15 years old and I flew my dad's car up you know up an electric wire I'd be like no 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 I think I'm done with the whole driving thing I'm good that's true I think I'd be never entering a car again we're taking a bicycle that ruined driving for me forever I'd be like nope I'm good that's enough adventure for you know one lifetime Oh my goodness. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. I was thinking of it like, okay, like something serious happened. Like it's okay if you don't get your license right away. But I didn't think of it that way that I would not want a license anymore after that. And that's true. Yeah. It was very cheesy how it ended with the dad being like, after today, you're ready for anything. I'm like, how Hallmark movie (laughs) is that to say? I love it. Maybe it was maybe he was having a stroke with the heart attack. I don't know. 
Maybe he was just so happy to be out of that darn car that exploded seconds after his son got out of it. I think that's what it was. The relief was talking. His adrenaline was probably pumping. He was just so ecstatic and relieved to be rescued. And I love it, though. It was so funny because I had to side with him when he said, okay, 35 is going to be a parking lot. Like, that is so true because that highway is insane. It's been a parking lot before. We've been stuck there for so long and there was even a meme that was a joke saying that um uh jenna ortega in order to prepare for her role as uh wednesday adams who's dead inside spent time on that highway (laughs) so it was a joke you know meaning like that's how bad that highway is so i totally i totally could agree with that you know (laughs) and it was even funnier too when he said take take me to saint raymond's so uh, in the previous episode, when they were actually at St. Raymond's Hospital and they showed like the logo of it, there's actually uh, a hotel, I mean, hotel, a hospital in Austin. It's called St. David's. And it, the logo was very similar. My mom's actually, you know, had to go to that hospital before with some issues in the past. And I recognized it. I was like, St. Raymond's, that sounds like St. David's. And like the logo was the same and everything. So I was like, I've been to that hospital. <laughs> so, <funny. laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> you know. So I was like, okay, I could I could totally I could I could agree with him on that one for sure. I love watching shows that take place in your hometown. That's why I love watching Bones so much. Oh, really? I don't like watching it with my dad because then he says things like, That's not a real metro station. And I have to say, calm down, it's a TV show. That's how it is with Lone Star. It's like, that's not how that really looks. And we don't we don't even live in Austin, but we've traveled far enough. It, it's Texas, so I feel like all of Texas, I think every Texan just feels like our hometown is just Texan. Texas, like that's it, you know? So, but it's like, wait, that doesn't look like that. That wouldn't be there. So I know how he feels. <laughs> it's like, it's just a TV show, calm down. Like I have to tell myself that. <laughs> TV show you're supposed to be enjoying it I know it was funny though but again I was watching both of these episodes with my mom and we just at the same time just uh roared out in laughter when Carlos brought the tacos to the fire station because uh first of all we're laughing because they're having chorizo and egg and barbacoa and like those are like our favorite tacos like it's not a Sunday morning in Texas if you're not having a barbacoa taco like that's just it you know with big red from san antonio that's like a san antonio thing like big red with that and so he's bringing in the tacos and they're all excited they're eating them and it didn't even occur to me i'm thinking like oh yeah you know i wonder where they got it from you know because sometimes they'll have like you know knockoffs of real real restaurants and i was it didn't even occur to me which one it was and then they said oh you went to juan one he said juan one right and he said juan and then we both looked, my mom and I looked at each other and just erupted in laughter because there's a, a taco restaurant called Juan in a Million. So like one in a million, but Juan in a million. I think even Jimmy Kimmel's eating there, like when at, during South by Southwest, I think he was talking about it. Uh, and it's so funny. We just laughed. We're like, oh my goodness, of course. Like that's such a, an iconic place to get tacos in Austin. That's of course where they're going to portray it from and it just it was so funny to see that like I guess they couldn't say one in a million or Juan in a million so it it took Mateo to be like Juan one and we're like oh okay that's what he's talking about (laughs) 
you know. Which, by the way, their tacos are so big. When we ordered one, the waitress said, uh, how many tortillas would you like? Um, a taco? You just said, like, one? He's like, no, how many would you like? And they come to the table with, like, this huge plate. It was a breakfast taco. I think it was, like, bacon and egg. Like, the huge plate, like, scrambled eggs and bacon, like, to feed five people. And they give us, like, five tortillas. And, like, here's your one taco. Like, yeah, this is my kind of taco restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) I'm really stressed out about next week. I'm also really confused because I know we've talked about the preview already just a little bit. But we didn't talk about that girl that she's traveling with. Like, where does this girl come from? who she's on the run with because Grant's chasing after her trying to kill her. I'm like, there's a whole lot of stuff to unpack just in this like 20 second preview. And I don't really understand what's happening. Yeah, I I guess Kylie's gone and moved on. Uh, Now Grant is after Marjan, who has some young child with her. Who's the heck is this child? and Why is she with her? So I have At a th- first I thought it was like a young version of Marjan in her mind, but I'm not sure. That's my theory. That's what I was thinking. That maybe it's a younger version of Marjan. Um, I think they show a man and a woman that look like they could be parents, maybe to the little girl. Maybe think maybe Marjan was thinking of her own parents. Um, I guess maybe just coming off of the whole Buck's dream sequence, that's where my brain went to right away. I was thinking like mm-hmm. Marjan having her own dream sequence during these events that's taking place. So that's my theory. I don't know, but I'm excited to find out and see. Either that or she's just, okay, I'm rescuing people next. Got Kylie. Who am I going to rescue next now? (laughs) Rescuing Kylie made me feel so good. I'm going to rescue this little girl, too. Exactly. (laughs) Marjan's going to go back home with a bus full of people. Who are these people? I don't know. I just saved them all. Yeah, <laughs> he says that they could stay here tonight, but here you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I couldn't help myself. I rescue people. That's what I do. <laughs> Needs to get back to the fire station where she belongs. Yes. I think that's going to be pretty soon. Um, I think maybe this next episode, you know, maybe that's going to bring her back to realizing like, okay, I have to be home. I have to be with the people that you know I care about I care about me so I think maybe that's going to be what maybe helps her put everything in perspective and, and find her purpose and realize that purpose is at the firehouse yeah well definitely next week is going to be intense for sure yeah. so we will see what happens with that I'm very interested to see the situation that's going on because it looks it looks pretty good it looks very confusing but pretty good <laughs> Now I'm getting nervous to see how many episodes are actually left in this season. It's going by so fast. And now every episode I'm thinking like, how much more story are we going to get with them? Um, You know, we got to get her back. And and there's just so much stuff happening. Like we don't, I don't want it to end anytime soon. We're still waiting for our wedding for TK and Carlos. Is it ever going to happen? Those poor guys need to get themselves married, like, yesterday, before some other coma happens. Is Carlos divorced? I mean, did that go through? (laughs) Oh, I hope so. Like, I'm done with all these hoops they're jumping through. Like, it's... 
I, I, I'm over it. They've been trying to get married forever at this point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How many people have to go through all this crap just to get married? I'm going to have to drive myself all the way up to, I don't know, wherever the heck Ryan Murphy is if these guys don't get married by the end of the season because this is just not doing it for me. I'm glad, though, that uh, 911 came back early enough where 911 Lone Star was still on. I was so confused when they changed nights because I was watching it streaming the next day and I didn't realize that Lone Star was on Tuesday for like till like the two or three episodes into the season. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, this is on Tuesday night. And so I'm glad that they're showing it, you know, simultaneously. And I, I obviously I think Lone Star is going to end a little bit sooner than than 911. But um, I love when we get to see both at the same time and have both at the same time. I want more crossovers. I want more events. I just wish we had like more episodes of each together so that'd be cool yeah we need another crossover they've only done one haven't they they did do they two two. they've done two crossovers but it wasn't really a true cross one of them only took place on lone star yeah that's right and then the other one was just athena working with grace and uh carlos but over video chat Yeah. yeah And they played it out to be, you know, the big crossover. And we were all so excited. And I was like, it's video chat. (laughs) Like a 30 second long video chat, you know, thanking them for helping her is not the major crossover event that I was, you know, expecting. I wouldn't even call it a crossover. (laughs) Maybe Maybe a mini character crossover, if anything, but don't advertise what you're not planning to deliver i know that's yeah, we need a full crossover both shows so we get double episodes of it too yeah and see them both like in la and austin i think that would be cool like if you could just somehow figure it out you know and they already kind of hinted that they were having a relationship between the two so they're not just like two random firehouses or you know just oh yeah well your colleague but they don't understand hey, we know these characters and now they get to meet and see each other. You know, they're starting to build that relationship, you know, between Athena and Grace and Carlos and okay, like builds off of that. So it's not just like random. So then you have a reason for them to see each other more often, you know, because they actually have a specific relationship because of some event and you can have those crossovers that are more coherent and not just like, oh, well, that was random and coincidental. You know, I think that that's definitely something I'd love to see happen. Build on that more. I would like to see that. Absolutely. That is about all we have for tonight then. Yeah, we did a pretty good conversation. Both shows, both episodes were really good this week. I'm I think. I'm really excited for both episodes next week. Oh yeah. Well lots of intensity on the way. Guys, don't forget to check out our socials and our Facebook group, which is 911-911 Family Fam Club. Um, next week, don't forget Sundays. That's of course our Fox night, uh, nine one one, uh, Lone Star, the resident when it's on, and Tuesday is our NBC night where we discuss all three Chicago shows, and of course Wednesday nights are back with ABCs where you we dig into Grey's Anatomy and Station Nineteen. So you guys have a lot of episodes coming up to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.
Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, familyfanclub2021 at wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.